Hi, everybody. Thank you for downloading this week's podcast. I'm actually going to be playing a podcast that aired this past Sunday uh, from the Real Estate Guys radio show, which is uh, broadcast out of San Francisco. This is an interview I did uh, a few uh, few weeks ago. <clears throat> it talks about how to use uh, the infinite banking concept in conjunction with, uh, with real estate. Uh, the Real Estate Guys radio show has been around for a number of years now and is uh, the highest podcasted financial uh, show out there. And so it was, it was a pleasure and, uh, and a privilege to be on there with those guys. Uh, we, we have some exciting, exciting things happening on our blog. For those of you who have not visited our blog, uh, please check us out. It's www.paradigmelife.net, which is our homepage. And then uh, on the banner section, there is something that says blog on there. And our past radio programs and videos and things of that nature are on there as well. But we've been posting a lot. Recently, we posted something uh, which is extremely significant coming from Tony Robbins, who is one of uh, the most influential uh, motivational speakers uh, out there. And, uh, and Tony did uh, a video at the beginning of August, which uh, is relatively disturbing. And so I, I would definitely go on to our, onto our blog and, uh, and check that out. We also have some good articles on there and uh, updating you with different events and, and so forth. So, so definitely check that out. Uh, now we are on to uh, the podcast that was done on the Real Estate Guys radio show. Enjoy. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. What is your risk paradigm? That's what we're going to explore today and teach you what you need to know about making a very important life or debt decision. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm Robert Helms. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys. Hey, Russ, guess what? Uh, the real estate market is hot again? Oh, Russ, the real estate market is always hot if you know where to look. No, it's something even better. Really? What is it? Well, thanks to our amazing listeners, we continue to be one of the most downloaded real estate shows on iTunes week after week. That is great. So what are we going to do about it? Well, I thought we should let our listeners know that there's more to the Real Estate Guys than just our weekly broadcast. Yeah, like our website at realestateguysradio.com where they can read our blog. Great start. And if they're still hungry for more, there's our Backstage Pass with members-only access to additional content, backstage interviews, and our monthly audio mentoring club. Plus, Backstage Pass members get priority access and special discounts to our live events, field trips, and the annual Investor Summit. So come backstage, go to realestateguysradio.com and click on the Backstage Pass logo. You'll be glad you did. Hi, this is Kendra Todd, winner of The Apprentice, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Well, hello and welcome to The Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. We've got a great topic for you today, lots to talk about. First, let's meet the guys, our co-host, financial strategist, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. And the man we call the godfather of real estate, who's now been investing in seven different decades. I'm not sure how that's possible, Bob Helms. I don't know how I did it. I don't know either, but uh, this is something you're going to wish you learned a long, long time ago, that's for sure. Uh, we're going to talk today about the fact that real estate investors need to be good at a whole bunch of things and need to know a little about a lot of different subjects. That's really true. A real estate investor is like a general or a CEO of a company, and there are many, many different disciplines, things that are going on all around you. And you got to stay focused on the core, but you got to pay attention to all the rest of the things. And it's your ability to understand 
the basic concepts and surround yourself with experts in each one of those uh, different disciplines and then your ability to make sense of all that and put it together into an actionable plan that is the difference between winning and losing. Yeah, and it takes uh, some knowledge, but also it takes a team. Yeah, the team's the real key to this thing. And again, uh, what you were saying is, is exactly right, Russ. You've got to understand the basic concepts. You've got to know where the ship is going if you're going to drive it, but you don't have to oil the engine. Well, and here's the question we have to, to face today. So we're going to know a little bit, and we're going to make sure the ship goes in the right direction. But what risk tolerance do we have? I think investors in the last couple of years uh, have recognized that they can't control everything that goes on in a real estate transaction. The market changes, laws change, sometimes the physicality of the real estate changes. And there's things we can do, steps we can take through things like asset protection or, or insurance on property to make sure that we are as protected as we can be while living in the real world. I think there's a lot of things that are changing, and I think change has been the order of the day for the last couple of years. And so in a changing landscape, it's all the more important that you stay up to speed on the new technologies, if you will, or the new strategies and the new products and services that are being created. You know, there's businesses out there every day that are looking at the problems you face as a real estate investor, and they're trying to find ways to solve those problems. And if you plug in and pay attention, they will bring you those types of answers. And then you can be very creative in how you manage your risk and how you manage your tax consequences and so on. All right. And our guest today has certainly uh, got some ideas on how you can be uh, creative. We'd like to uh, introduce you to uh, Patrick Donahoe. He's with Paradigm Life. Patrick, welcome to the program. Thanks, guys. It's good to be here. Hey, thanks for uh, making the trip. It's uh, great to have you in the studio with us. I know uh, you've been uh, really a part of our program in a lot of ways, uh, Paradigm Life, uh, happily one of our uh, sponsors. But we thought it was time we really got to the core of uh, what it is you guys do because you have an intriguing commercial on our broadcast <laughs> that gets people to call, and we know it's working, and, and yet it's more than we can really say in 30 seconds. Uh, tell us really about uh, what you guys do at Paradigm Life. Well, I, I think we consider ourselves more of an educational company. I think today that you know, in in the financial services industry, there's a lot of there's a lot of rhetoric, there's a lot of dogma out there, and people are really product focused, but they don't know how to use a product. So one of the things you guys said just a second ago is that real estate is always going to change. I mean, as human beings, we're spontaneous, and you have extrinsic factors; they're always changing, and you need, and you need to know how to adapt to that. And so the whole idea of education, knowing what to do in certain circumstances, is key. And so basically, our focus is an educational company teaching you how to utilize specific products and strategies, some of it's real estate as well. All right, and you're going to see this today on the program. Please don't turn away because you think we're going to talk about life insurance. Instead, what we're going to talk about today is going to show you how to have more safety and stability in your real estate investments and actually make you a profit. So it's it's really, really cool stuff. When people think about insurance, that's, that's a way that they can pay a little bit to put a risk off that uh, might be uh, catastrophic. Yeah, and that's, that's typically how insurance is used. I mean, homeowner's insurance, you're indemnifying yourself against fire or theft or, or whatever. Business insurance is the same thing. Errors and emissions insurance, it's the same thing. But there's, there's certain insurance products that give more uh, to the individual besides the actual insurance protection. And we teach how to use specific insurance products for multiple things, not one specific thing. Yeah, well, this is really interesting because we tend to have a paradigm, if you will, about what the, how insurance runs. And, and you guys have really broken that for us uh, because really there's ways that you can use insurance tools that help you as a, a real estate investor that I'm guessing the vast majority of our listenership haven't even thought of. No, and that's, and that's absolutely true. I mean, the thing that really got me on to the whole idea of several years ago was the fact that banks and corporations are some of the biggest buyers of life insurance. And it floored me. 
right? Because it's like, why would they, I mean, they have all these other things that they can buy. Why would they buy insurance? Right. So that's what really got me on the kick. And then from there, you know, we've developed a program that doesn't necessarily teach you how to use it just like a bank, but it, it does in a sense, but it helps you do so much more because as an individual, you have a ton more benefits than banks and corporations do. You know, and I would think that in the last couple of years, uh, we used to think of banks as, as these unbelievably stable organizations with the big buildings and the, the pillars. And yet we've had we're on track to have more bank failures this year than we've had in, in dozens of years. Uh, but you don't hear about insurance companies failing. You don't. You don't. I mean, insurance companies are the oldest financial institutions in the United States, in, in the world. Uh, you look at some of the strongest companies financially, and they're insurance companies. Now, we like to utilize mutual companies. So there's a stark difference between a mutual company like Northwestern Mutual or Mass Mutual and MetLife. Yeah, right? yeah. Patrick, explain that, because I'm not, I, I'm not even sure that most of the listeners understand the distinction here, and it's very important to, for, for, to get this, to have kind of a foundation for what we're going to talk about. So a, a stock-held company like like MetLife is, is owned by shareholders. Same thing with AIG or American General. Okay, so individual shareholders buy stock in these particular companies. Yep. But you also have mutual insurance companies. Mutual insurance companies are privately owned. They're owned by policy owners. Okay, and so you have a stark, you have a stark difference there. Okay, and so mutual companies, if you look at their history over the last couple hundred years, there's been just a handful that have gone under. Some of the companies that we use have been around for 100, 150, 200 years. You know, it's funny you talk about how the banks are investing in insurance companies, but I'm guessing the insurance companies aren't investing too much in banks. No. <laughs> okay. I mean, so there's a reason for that, right? So you think, well, okay, here's something that's that's stable and 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 insurance companies are. Think about the basic premise of an insurance company. What they're trying to do is diversify the risk, but they do that within a model that is proven to be positive. Absolutely. I they're mean, not speculating. No, they're not. They're not. And so and I guess we can go off on a huge tangent here, but uh, banks obviously operate on a fractional reserve basis. And so the money that they have in their reserves, they're able to lend out much more than that. Insurance companies do not do that. And so, you know, obviously when they lend out their money or invest their money, which is their policy owner's money, they're doing it much more discreetly, much more conservatively. And their investment bottle has been very sound for the last several hundred years. Well, and you can especially appreciate that now, right? When the market's doing well, well, everybody's doing well. When we've had a turn like we have in the last couple of years, uh, you start to see where the conservative investors, whether they be insurance companies or, or individuals, uh, have had a better go of it than uh, the, the folks who are on the other end. Now, in a market that's scaling up and everything's running up and every house is appreciating, well, then people who are leveraging more are, are doing better short term. But this, when the market turns is when you find out how your strategy works. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a bag of tricks right there. I mean, if you... If if you look at, you know, if you just look at their time-tested model, they continue to do it. They've paid dividends for hundreds of years, and it's based on the exact same model. And they're going to hopefully continue to do so. Well, and when you look at what that offers, uh, the person who's buying the insurance, obviously, for whatever reason... I want to know that the company is going to be there. I want to know there's stability. I want to know if there's going to be a claim. I hope there isn't a claim. Mm -hmm. It's one of those products we purchase that we, we hope we don't use, traditional yep. insurance, yep. right? But if there is, I want to make sure the company's still going to be in business. So I think in any company you're going to deal with, you want to, to realize they have some longevity. Uh, but here, uh, it's probably even more important. Well, the thing is, I mean, life insurance in general, and again, the utilization of life insurance and the actual product itself are totally different conversations. I'm sure we're going to get into the latter. Uh, or into the previous one. But if you look at just death and taxes, those are the guarantees in life. 
And so when we look at insurance, we considered it an asset because, yeah, you're probably not going to benefit from it, but somebody is, guaranteed. Yep. All right. So when we come back, we're going to find out uh, what does that mean to you? Insurance is one thing, and the fact that the companies are stable and been doing this a long time, okay, I get that. But how does that translate into what you can do as an individual real estate investor? That's what uh, we're going to talk about next. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Hey, Russ, wake up. We've got a show to do. Huh? Oh, sorry. I was just having the most awesome dream. I found low-cost rental properties that cash flow in a strong job market with prices that didn't fall through the floor during this great recession. Wow, that is awesome. But, you know, you don't have to dream to find a market like that. We're going on a field trip there in just a few weeks. Really? Where are we going? To Dallas, Texas. It's a huge market with great infrastructure and lots of people. Prices are low and rents are strong. And with today's low interest rates, properties cash flow great. And did you know Dallas is projected in the top three of all job markets for 2010? Plus, Texas is the number one rated state for doing business. That's amazing. When is it? That's the best part. It's up to you. We have several dates scheduled, so you can go when it's convenient for your schedule. No matter which weekend you pick, there'll be tours of different submarkets and property types and meetings with local experts, including developers, agents, and property managers. That sounds great. Well, hurry up and register, because space on field trips is always limited. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on Events or call 888-GUYS-RADIO for more information. That's realestateguysradio.com or 888-GUYS-RADIO. Hi, it's Robert Helms. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks, with more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. And for listeners of the Real Estate Guys podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook so you can have a chance to try out their service. You might like, for instance, Rich Dad's Conspiracy of the Rich, one of the great new books from Robert Kiyosaki, or browse audible.com for a selection you'd like. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys. And thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Steve Forbes. You're listening to the Real Estate Guys. Well, hello and welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program heard every weekend on this fine radio station and all the time at realestateguysradio.com. If you missed the show, and I don't know why you would, but if you did, you can go back and listen. Or if you get a favorite show, listen again and again and again. Turn it up loud, too, so the neighbors can hear. Uh, today, we're talking uh, to Patrick Donahoe. He's with Paradigm Life, and uh, they really have a, a very different approach to a tool that uh, most people don't use like they, they could, and that's uh, the tool of life insurance. So, Patrick, all right, I get it. I get that uh, these companies are stable. They have a proven model. They use you know actuarial tables. They've got a bunch of uh, left brain conservatives working in the company. That all makes me feel safe and sound. How does that benefit me as a real estate investor? Well, let me go back to something I, I, I said just a second ago. Is is how you can utilize a policy. So obviously, no no particular thing has any intrinsic value. Real estate has no intrinsic value. This microphone has no intrinsic value. It's it's how we it's how we use it. Right. Okay. So the life insurance that we typically set up for clients. We don't emphasize the death benefit as much. We don't emphasize the protection. Our emphasis on, is on the accumulation of cash value, which ultimately gives you plenty and plenty of protection. Okay, but cash value is something that's really misunderstood amongst individuals. And obviously, yep. it's gotten a really bad name, I guess you can say, from the talking heads that are out there in you know, the financial world these days. But look at how banks use it. When banks purchase a policy, all of the money that they're buying or putting premium into is available in cash value. Now, cash value, as I said before, has, has some of some, some really good financial characteristics. Okay? It's, it's liquid. It's backed by some of the strongest companies in the country and in, in the world. You can use it 
for any reason at any time. It grows with tax benefits. It's withdrawn with tax benefits. And it's been guaranteed for, you know, couple of centuries. Okay. So utilizing that cash value is what we teach our clients to do. Now we follow a method called the infinite banking concept. It was originally conceptualized by Nelson Nash and uh, Nelson basically showed individuals through this book. He wrote how to utilize the cash value as a banking system. Now, obviously whenever you spend money, you finance it. Okay. So if you spend money cash on a car, you give up the interest that you could have earned. Yep. Or you go out and get a loan and you end up paying interest to somebody else. So any money that you're spending, you're eventually going to finance it. Using the infinite banking concept, you basically take the cash value of your policy, you borrow against it, and utilize it for the things that you would otherwise have bought with cash or credit. Now translate that into business transactions or into real estate transactions. So basically with our different clientele, which ranges from you know families to multi-million dollar business owners, it's how to utilize the cash value to finance the things in their life, whether it's their vacations or multi-unit complexes, excavation projects, et cetera. All right, so I'm a real estate investor, and rather than just say, okay, I've got so many available dollars and I'm going to put a down payment on a property, I'm going to buy a, a piece of land. Instead, if I use this tool, there are some additional advantages. I, I still could put the money into the policy, but actually borrow it back out to invest in the property. Exactly. And so we all know the principle of leverage, right? Real estate is so profitable because of leverage, because a bank is willing to lend you money on it. If you look at money inside of cash value that's growing, you can borrow against it. So the money's still there. It's still growing. You're able to borrow against it and fund your different projects. Okay? Yeah. And then also, obviously, it's a policy loan, just like a mortgage, just like a bank loan. And so the interest associated with it, you could have some tax benefits if used for a business transaction or yes. acquisition. Now, of course, none of us are tax professionals, so no. seek uh, <laughs> guidance from uh, your your CPA. But but this is a great additional benefit of it is that there's some additional ways that you have legitimate business write-offs, if you will, possibly, uh, if you uh, if you use the tool in this way, where you wouldn't have those if you just paid cash. Yeah, so, so your, your money is doing multiple things. Your dollar is doing multiple things. And when Kim was on your show a few months ago, you know, that's what that's something that she strongly emphasized. Okay, your dollar is in cash value. It's going to earn interest. Your dollar is able to be borrowed against to utilize for business acquisition or real estate or what have you. You're increasing your estate because those premiums that are going in are purchasing a death benefit. So you're doing all these different things with your money and ultimately increasing your wealth. Now, obviously, no one tool works for everybody in the same way. And I think uh, e even though you're going to learn a lot today on the show, what your mission is going to be to figure out, okay, how do I fit into this equation? As you mentioned, Patrick, you have people uh, who are just families trying to you know, earn a paycheck, and you've got uh, these large uh, entities and corporations that are, are using this tool. And uh, as you mentioned, banks, banks are invested in millions and millions and millions of dollars of insurance. Mm -hmm. And sometimes billions. Yeah. Right? And... And that's going on to a whole different, whole different level, but it's, it's incredible how they use it and how much they value it. And it's not just banks, but it's corporations. I mean, Walmart is, is renowned for buying hundreds of thousands of life insurance policies on their employees. So that shows you that, hey, those guys know something that the typical average American does not. Okay, but again, going back to the utilization of your cash value, it all comes down to the individual situation. It's not, you know, one strategy fits all. And that's why education is so important because for some families, it might be best used in this. For some investors, it might be best used in this. And so our emphasis, as I said, not to be redundant, 
is to educate our clients, educate the individuals that we meet with, so they're using it the most efficient way possible. Well, and even real estate investors are cut from different cloths. You have people that are more risk adverse. You have people that are different seasons in their life Mm -hmm. where they may want to take on less risk. And you then have people that are saying, well, I've only done it this certain way. All of a sudden, here's a new tool to use. And you you have to get educated. Obviously, we're big proponents of of that. You can't understand it all in a short period of time. Uh, But hopefully, we at least whet uh, the appetites of some listeners to uh, to learn more. Yeah, I I often refer to our education as kind of de-education, right? Right. Because we all buy into individuals that are on pedestal. Right. And we, we believe and we hear what they say and it makes sense. But at the same time, a lot of the financial talking heads out there are demagogues these days. They're talking down. They're ridiculing. They're making fun of. They're saying how stupid this and stupid that. And, and But people really buy into that and for some reason. I don't know why. You know, it's interesting for people to hear confrontation, yeah. drama, all that kind of stuff. And I think it does. We should yell at each other more often, Russ. <laughs> that would do it. But it, it, it's true. And that's what – today, you, let's face it, there's so much media. And with new media and everything else, I mean, half the people listening right now are listening on, on you know, workout uh, on their iPod as they're at the gym. And other people are in their car. And some people are listening on the actual radio. And some people, you know, it's implanted in their skull. There's all kinds of different ways. And yep. so there's so much information a- 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 out there that people – People do tend to gravitate to the loudest voice or the most boisterous thing. And in fact, a sensible approach to getting educated means you just have to have enough of, a, of an invitation and an interest to go, wow, okay, this is going to affect me. And then in your own due time, figure it out. We're not going to give you all the answers on today's show. We're just trying to raise a, a lot of questions. Our guest today is Patrick Donahoe. He's with the Paradigm Life. Uh, when we come back, we're going to find out more about how you might use this uh, proven long uh, tool, uh, age-old tool, in a way that will benefit you and uh, your family for years to come. We're also going to play Real Estate Trivia Chance to Win a Prize when we come back. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Are you ready to profit in paradise? Hi, it's Robert Helms. And if you think real estate investing means tenants, toilets, and termites, think again. Located just a short plane ride from the U.S., a virtually untouched paradise awaits. The beautiful country of Belize. When you go to Belize with the Real Estate Guys, you'll spend four fabulous days discovering one of the most intriguing real estate markets I've ever seen. With its jungle rainforests, pristine beaches, and 81-degree turquoise water, Belize is one of the most beautiful places on Earth. Plus, it's considered one of the top seven tax havens in the world. And why U.S. real estate continues to drop, Belize property is on the rise, and many experts think the best is yet to come. But don't just take my word for it. Come experience Belize firsthand at our upcoming investor field trip. When you join us, you'll discover the many reasons we love Belize, like tremendously undervalued beachfront land, super low taxes, ease of doing business, and so much more. Get the details at realestateguysradio.com. Just click on events. See paradise for yourself. Click events at realestateguysradio.com, and I'll see you in beautiful Belize. Want to fix up houses and sell or rent them for a profit? Believe it or not, the hard part isn't fixing them up. It's finding a cheap fixer-upper with real upside potential. Banks are giving great deals, but only if you can buy in bulk. To find out how you can get plugged in, order the free report, Buying Value, Profiting from Distressed REO Properties. Send your email to wholesale at realestateguysradio.com. Many homes are available for as low as $20,000 or less. You couldn't build them for that. Get the report to learn more. Call our resource hotline at 888-510-6838, extension 105, or email wholesale at realestateguysradio.com. Hello, Robert Kiyosaki. Listen to the Real Estate Guys. They're wild and crazy, but they really know what they're talking about. 
Hey, thanks, Robert. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms, and uh, it is halfway through our show. Uh, boy, time is flying today. This is good stuff. Uh, and uh, as we do uh, every week on uh, the show, it is a time to give you a chance to win a prize. That's right. It is time to play Real Estate Trivia. Here's how it works. I'm going to ask you a trivia question that has something to do with real estate. As soon as you uh, know the question and uh, figure out the answer, then send it to us in an email. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name and mailing address so that if you win, we can send you an autographed copy of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate, our book on real estate investing. And all you have to do is be quick uh, with the answer. We'll give away one book to the first person with the correct uh, answer. And then we'll take all the correct guests from the week and enter them into a drawing for another copy. That way, if you're listening uh, on the podcast or on our website, you still have a chance uh, to win as long as you uh, do so within the week. Before we uh, go to this week's uh, trivia question, last week on the show, uh, we asked uh, this, name the largest ethnic minority in Vietnam. Now, we did have somebody guess the Vietnamese, but no, that's not the answer. Uh, the largest ethnic minority in Vietnam is the Chinese. So there you go. Here we go for real estate trivia this week. How many U.S. states are named after a president? How many of the 50 U.S. states are named after a president? If you know or you want to take a guess, you don't have to tell us the names. You just have to tell us how many. And you have to do so quickly because it's pretty easy to guess. Send your best guess to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name and mailing address so we know where to send your autographed copy of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate. That is today's real estate trivia question. Our guest is Patrick Donahoe with uh, Paradigm Life. And uh, to find out more about what they do, uh, you can go to beyourbank.com uh, in case uh, you get uh, a chance to go uh, and, and learn a little more. And there's a report that uh, they put out that really explains a lot of this uh, in great detail. But we really are, I mean, it's a great name. You know, we really are shattering our paradigm here, Patrick. Most people don't ever think of, I don't think even insurance is a tool. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's kind of what, what got me on the kick as far as paradigms is because I had a specific paradigm before I learned about this. And the, the significant and profound shift that I had is, is perfectly identified in our title, which is, which is Paradigm Life. And, you know, as I was saying before, deprogramming what's currently out there as far as, you know, the collective's financial plan, it's just not, it's just not working. And so we found that lately, especially in this past year, because we've been doing this for several years now, the individuals have had much more of an open mind. And especially investors, especially business owners, because they understand that, hey, their profits are going to be based on them, not on some you know, mutual fund guy or stockbroker or, who, or who, whatever investor. You know, this is such a crucial point that most of the financial education that happens in America, unfortunately, happens across the kitchen table by a salesperson, yeah. right? Someone who has an agenda. So understand that you need to be the one in charge of the agenda, right? When I go into a, a stereo store to buy a stereo, right, I'm there to buy that, but that doesn't mean I have the same agenda as the sales guy who says, well, which one am I going to make the most commission on? Yeah, I just want to jump in here. I've been listening, and it's been fascinating. But, you know, one of the big things is is that the most of the consumer advisors out there, the people that do the TV shows, write the columns and comment on consumer finance and even real estate, they talk about you being an investor if you take your money and turn it over to Wall Street. You don't understand anything about economics. You don't understand anything about the companies that you're investing in. You are really a passive investor at best. 
And what we're really talking about here is this idea that there are fantastic financial products available, tools, if you will. They're only useful in the hands of a skilled tradesman, right? A tool is only going to be as good as the guy who knows how to operate it. And our whole show is about encouraging people to look into the toolbox and find out there's things. And, you know, this, the, this is super exciting for me because I'm the financial strategist guy. I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, you know, I was always a buy term and invest the difference guy. Yeah. That's, you know, I told Kim that I think when she was on the show yeah. and, and now to understand that you can put your money into a life insurance product as a business person, for example, and have that be a tax deduction. As it, as it comes out of your business and you pay your premium, it's a deduction. So I've avoided tax on the mm. business side. Mm. I've put the money into a vehicle that is prudently run, unlike you could make the argument a lot of banks. So I've got my <laughs> money protected. And then if I want to turn around. You can't argue. Those banks are gone now. Yeah, so. exactly. And if I wanted to, to use it, I could basically refinance it out. And now I've got the capital again to use. I can lease equipment with it. I can purchase whatever I want to do. And then when I'm making payments back in, I'm paying interest to myself. Mm and increasing my net worth, and if I get hit by a train, my business is protected, my family is protected because I have a death benefit. I mean, is that kind of when I put it yeah. all together, what I'm hearing? Yeah, I mean, first kind of the foundation is it's a system you're in complete control over, okay? Its success is based on you. You're using the funds, you're paying them back. Each and every one of those actions is, it comes directly from you. Now, there's a couple of kind of nitpicky things in there. Obviously, when you have money inside of a life insurance policy, the insurance company will lend it to you against your cash value. Now, they're going to charge an interest rate, but these interest rates are extremely low. I mean, for heaven's sake, this, this strategy came out in the 80s when interest rates shot up to, you know, 20, 20%. Yep. Okay. And, the, and Nelson Nash at that time just got hosed in, uh, in real estate. Okay, because typically things were based on variable uh, rates. So when you didn't have anything really fixed, and so when interest rates went up, you you know had to pay higher interest. Okay, so he you know said, hey, I have all this money inside my life insurance policy. Why won't I re refinance some of my uh, my mortgages? And he and he did that, and that's where he created the system. Okay, so when you're borrowing money out, you actually are borrowing it from the insurance company. But if you were to walk into a bank and said, listen, I want I want a mortgage, but I don't want to qualify for it. I don't want to give you my pay stubs. I don't want you to pull my credit, okay? And I don't even want to make payments if I don't have to. What would the bank tell you? They, right. right. They, I mean, they, that was going to be my next yeah. thing. Do I have to qualify for no, this loan? And you don't. I don't have you to don't. qualify. You call them up and you say, "Hey, I need some money. How much do you have in cash value? I have a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, I need a hundred thousand dollars. Money's there the next day, or you can get wired the same day in some in some instances. Right. So it's basically an asset-based loan. You got it. Okay, and that's perfect, yep. right? And so for me. You know, if I put my money in the bank, right, to save it, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to I'm gonna earn my profits in my company. Yep. I'm going to pay tax, which just diminished my savings by 20 to 40%, yep. right? And then I'm going to take what's left and I'm going to put it in the bank. Exactly. And then I'm going to have to pay interest to the bank to get it back out again. And I'm already down by 20 to 40% and I got to qualify <laughs> to get... It's, it's a ridiculous system if you think about it. Wow. And once you understand, and this is the whole point of stomping to get educated, right? Nobody is coming over to your house to knock on the door and make sure that you've got it figured out. You've got to take it upon yourself. That's what we love about being a real estate investor is that if it's to be, it's up to me. And so you have to figure out in your own personal investment portfolio, is there room for this? Now, what about the person, Patrick, who already has a bunch of property? Maybe they're fairly deployed in, in terms of that, and they never thought about this before. What's the best way for someone like that to kind of test drive this uh, this program? Yeah, well, it's, it depends on the type of property that they have. Um, if it's cash flowing property, uh, there's an obvious there because then they can start taking the cash flow, fund a policy with that, and then use the capital that accumulates inside the policy to acquire another uh, another property. 
Okay, but at the same time, you have a lot of you know farmers these days, and you have this you know death tax that's coming out next year. Right now, we don't have an estate tax. We don't have a death tax. But next year, it's kind of on the docket. If you're and thinking about going, <laughs> this is the right year to go, by the way. So, and so yeah. one, of the, one of the best things that, that the rich have always used for a, a long period of time is that they'll liquidate some of their assets, buy a life insurance policy, and the death benefit will pay their estate tax. Okay, so yep. th- there's a variety of, I mean, there's just a variety of different strategies. But 10 times out of 10, we can really figure out how to do something for somebody. And this also gets back to that, what's uh, your particular situation? Because it is going to vary based on where you are in life. Hypothetical for you, Patrick. Mm-hmm. Suppose you're an old guy like me. Mm-hmm. You can you can have a policy, but I don't have time to accrue a cash value. Mm-hmm. Can I pay a lump of cash into this at the outset to give me dollars to use? Absolutely. There are single premium policies. Okay? okay. But at the same time, I mean, look at look at Walmart that I mentioned a few minutes ago. Walmart has owns hundreds of thousands of policies on their employees. Okay, so you can actually own policies on somebody that you have insurable interest on, a family member, a grandchild, right. I mean, a child. And, so, and you can basically utilize the cash value as if it were your own policy. That's there, good news. There you go. All right, so uh, we're so, learning something. Yeah, so I mean, my brain is like going a million miles an hour now, <laughs> so I'm all excited. So I, say, say I'm one of these guys out there that actually has a lot of equity in my property, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to protect my equity from the downturn in the market. Mm-hmm. And I can qualify to get a loan, and I get my equity out of the property, as much of it as I can get. Mm-hmm. I could just dump that money now, which I didn't pay tax on because it's a loan from the company. And mm-hmm. I can I can move it from real estate and, and remove it from the exposure of real estate. Mm-hmm. And I can move it into the insurance policy where I have both a death benefit and a much more stable principal situation yep. than I would if I had it in there. Yeah, move is a better word than dump. Than dump, dump. Yeah. Okay. We don't want to sell <laughs> so, the money. So it's but. a... So it's a it's, I've got a deduction over here on my rental property on the interest that I'm paying mm-hmm. there. I've yep. got a huge deduction if I've bought this insurance policy for a business purpose. Mm-hmm. And then when I pull the money back out again to actually use it, I've got another deduction on the interest that I'm putting in, plus I have use of the working capital that I kind of get yeah, all your that pre- right? Your premise is right on. Obviously, there's some some nitpicky things I can go through there, but the, let's just look at you know 2007. Let's say that you were in Phoenix in, Phoenix in 2007. You had yeah, a couple we hundred, were. We were. <laughs> you know, you used a couple hundred thousand dollars of equity in your property right before the market tanked. And let's say you refinanced, put it into a policy, okay? Obviously, the value of your Phoenix property is going to go down. But all the money that you put into your policy is still there. So it's a hedging strategy. Absol- absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and it's not just in that respect. It's a hedging strategy from multiple different aspects. Well, and that's really part of the risk part of this that we're basing the, the show's premise on today. You could argue that any real estate you buy has risk, right? Because there's tenants that live in it, whether they're businesses or are residents and, and, you know, stuff happens and all that. So it's not uncommon for a real estate owner to go, well, yeah, I need, uh, I need casualty insurance, right? Property and casualty insurance. But, but now we're saying, well, there's another layer on there. If you're looking at your investment portfolio at whole, then how is it that I can make it safer, make it have less risk in it by using these kind of tools? Yeah, and, and the whole idea of investment, I mean, there's lawsuit upon lawsuit from individuals that were sold life insurance because they considered it an investment. So we don't. Right. Our, our strategy is called a system or a process. And the system and process has certain principles. And all those principles revolve around banking principles, which means you make deposits, you make withdrawals, you pay back the money as if it were a loan, which it, which it is a loan. And if you follow those principles in whether it's a business ownership position or a real estate ownership position or even just a family financing your cars and your vacation – 
those different principles will lead to an overwhelming amount of wealth in the long run. And we, and we basically have models and spreadsheets and so forth to show that. Especially when you do have time on your side, yeah. right? If you've got another 10 or 20 years of your real estate investing a career or, or longer, my goodness, that whole compounding thing really does uh, rear its head in a positive way. It sure does. Well, I'm just sitting here thinking again of this term in my mind, equity insurance, right? I mm -hmm. mean, you get mortgage insurance all the time, right? Mm -hmm. I'm get, you know, you buy a property and think, oh, if something happens to me, I want to make sure that my family doesn't get stuck with the debt; it gets paid off, or the lender would require, if there's a high loan to value, that you mm -hmm. carry insurance that pays them off in case something happens. But what about your equity? Your equity is not insured, and yeah. then you think, well, okay, who cares now because there is no equity? But people right now are able to buy in at the market at arguably one of the best times ever, and if the market does what the market it has always done based on our inflationary system over the next 10, 20 years, as my equity starts to build up, getting the lesson from what we've just been through, I'm looking for ways to get that equity out of my property and put it someplace a much safer where I can still use it. And it sounds to me like this, this product at least has the, the basis for being able to do that. I get that there's a lot more. So you probably want a to lot, have your yeah. tax guy involved, right? And yeah. you involved, and mm -hmm. then you figure it out from there. Well, I, I sometimes call our strategy human nature insurance because if you lose if you use the concept where you take money and it was going to be earmarked for an in, an investment property and you put it through a policy you took it out it's now in your cash value earning interest it's also in the equity of your property but the human nature insurance is basically we teach clients that once your property starts to cash flow all of that money goes right back into your policy it doesn't get pocketed right cuz how many new in real estate investors that you know, buy a few properties and are cash flowing $1,000 a month, you know, take a European mm -hmm. vacation or buy an Escalade or overspend, which really is a hindrance in the long run. Okay, so human nature insurance is basically the system just disciplines you to say, hey, this money has a cost. You're going to treat this cost as a loan. You have to pay back the loan. Even though the insurance company doesn't require you to do it, okay, you need to discipline yourself. That's just part of the system. Well, and that's part of the flexibility, too, and the fact that you can borrow it out, pay it back, borrow it again. It really becomes a tool that you have to use, but you do have to be disciplined to use it. And, and you know, we always say that you set up your real estate business as a business. It's not just, hey, I'm going to throw some cash against the wall. I'm not going to dump it into a property, right? I'm going to strategically invest. I was careful about the market I picked. I was careful about the property. I was careful about the property manager and the practitioners. Why wouldn't I be extra careful about this? No, you're you're absolutely right. And I think anything in life has to be a system, and that's just how we work. I mean, think about waking up tomorrow morning and start brushing your teeth with your left hand, or if you're left-handed, brushing with your right hand. I mean, we're, <laughs> we just get accustomed to different strategies and different systems, and you know, a lot of them are inefficient. And even though we know that they're bad, we continue to do them day in and day out. And so this system, acquiring it, is not some overnight thing. I mean, it's definitely a process that you need to be in it for the long run. So I want to go back to this reuse thing. And we will after the break because uh, right now it's time to take a break. You know what? They have written a wonderful article called Banking on Long-Term Success. You can get a copy of it. Uh, you can go to uh, our website under resources and uh, find Paradigm Life there. Or go to beyourbank.com and, and learn more about this. When we come back, uh, we're going to explore what Russ wants to talk about. And then, more importantly, I have something I want to uh, ask Patrick that I think is going to be a really interesting way to use this tool that you haven't thought of. Stay with us. We're the Real Estate Guys. I'm your host, Robert Helms. You put your money in the bank to keep it safe. But where does the bank put theirs? Life insurance. Did you know Wells Fargo increased its holdings in life insurance 400% from 2008 to 2009? Why? Liquidity, safety, tax benefits, and positive returns. Sound good? 
Let Paradigm Life show you how to profit from the creative use of one of the most stable financial products of all. It's not just for the mega wealthy. For a free report, send an email to life at realestateguysradio.com or visit beyourbank.com. Hi, this is Bob Helms. They call me the godfather of real estate, mostly because I've been investing longer than the average Joe, since 1957 to be exact. Back when I started out, investing was pretty simple. Even so, I made more than my fair share of mistakes. And I can't imagine getting into this game today without some help. That's why I'm inviting you to check out the Real Estate Guys Investor Mentoring Club. There are three locations to choose from, Silicon Valley, Los Angeles, and Dallas, Texas. To find out when and where, just send an email to guys at realestateguysradio.com or use the feedback page on the website at realestateguysradio.com. Tell them the Godfather sent you. I'm Jordan Goodman, author of Master Your Debt, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Hey, welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program in our 13th year of broadcasting. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend because uh, not everybody is listening to The Real Estate Guys. It just seems that way. We're talking today about uh, your risk paradigm and how can you shift that in a way that we can use some tools that uh, are going to help us be safer, more secure, more liquidity. And uh, Russ, I think where you were going before the break is something that people are going to be interested in. This is really cool. Yeah, so I'm just, we talked about this idea of it being a put-and-take account, right? And a lot of people had looked at lines of credit on real estate, home equity lines of credit, HELOCs, uh, as a way to do that. And of course, what we've seen happen is many of those credit lines have been just arbitrarily cut off and if you're counting on that for liquidity in fact we have one friend who had uh, who'd, who'd taken five hundred thousand dollars of liquid cash and decided he could get a better yield by paying down his his equity line knowing he could reaccess that money at whatever point he saw an opportunity we see this happen all the time with people and then they go to write the check and we, they're told the credit line has been shut off and so again going back to this idea that i can insure my equity if you will when i get equity in a property or cash someplace else and i can put it into a, a vehicle like this where i have a death benefit death benefit on the backside but i also have the ability to take the money out when i need it put it back in when i need it uh, that's well, a very and, cool and this feature. And th- on their program there actually is a beth benefit as well so. <laughs> so so patrick in this case you're you're able to buy you know you 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 have this situation where you borrow this money out it, it can't be shut off right? well i mean te- technically anything could happen yeah, but sure. it's n- it's not happened, right? Because if you look at just some of the some of the profit that actually comes to the to the mutual company to the insurance company comes from policy loans. Yeah. Okay. And so, and if they suddenly shut them off, I mean, you'd have heck to pay. With, there would with, be because they would just switch policies to another company, et cetera. And so, it, it you know, from my understanding, it hasn't happened. Yeah. All right. So uh, here's here, an- actually, can I say one more thing? Yep. Absolutely. So, so if you look at just the home equity line of credit, it's not just that; it's it's business lines of credit. Okay. Yeah. It's SBA loans. It's you know, when it's the adage that, you know, when, when you don't need money, banks are willing to lend you the farm. But when you need money, they're not going to, you know, touch you. Yeah. Okay. And so with, with insurance, I mean, especially with the home equity line, line of credit, it's a collateralized against your house. Now, how does a house grow in value? It's typically because of supply and demand. Lately, it's been because of inflation. Okay. But if you look at your cash value account, when you take out a loan against it, that cash value continues to grow with interest as if, you know, there was no loan against it. Okay, so you have obviously the benefit of what that loan is going to purchase for you, but you also have your cash value continuing to earn its uh, its interest and dividends. 
All right, a lot to get your head around for sure. Uh, this last idea I want to just throw out there and, and uh, pick your brain on this, Patrick. So um, we do this, and we know a lot of people who syndicate real estate transactions. They go raise some money, and they uh, invest in something or develop something or, or so forth. And one of the risks people often look at is, well, okay, what happens if the deal doesn't go well? I've, I've got a potential loss of principal. We're all hoping to make money, but we might not. Couldn't you use this tool to help mitigate against some of that risk? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, Obviously, if you had put money into into this type of, of program and then taken it out and used it for the venture, okay, you have an additional benefit, which is the growth of cash value as well as a death benefit or life protection. Okay, but at the same time, you always have to remember that if you put that money into this particular project and it goes south, you still have a policy loan to repay to sure. the insurance company. Okay? Absolutely. So you, you, have to, you have to remember that. But I would think on the death benefit side, yeah. you know, at, the, at the very least, you say, well, you know, we have... At some point, everybody's going to die. Yeah. If you've got insurance on the, that person, there's going to be a return of some kind. Yeah, and if it's set up, and it's if it's set up correctly, and you know, there's obviously a lot that goes into this. But if you set it up correctly, then eventually there could be a benefit paid out. Yeah, absolutely. So when people contact uh, your company, as I, I know they do, what are the typical questions that they have? Uh, they've they've heard this concept and they go, "Wow, this is is great." What are they unsure of? Well, the primary questions revolve around. Why haven't I heard this before? Yeah. Why isn't Dave Ramsey say you should do this? Why <laughs> isn't Susie Orman say you should? Why hasn't my financial advisor told me about yep. this? So it's just getting beyond those questions. Okay. Once those questions are, are understood and people feel comfortable with that, which they're very reasonable answers for each and every one of those. But when you get down to the nitty gritty, people really get it. They understand how banks work. They understand that, hey, they're going to have to buy things in the future, whether it's for business, family, or otherwise. And looking at this system as compared to the typical ways in which things are bought, I mean, hands down, it, it beats it out. Well, and you have to do the research for yourself, right? Yep, uh, you certainly can't take Patrick's word for it or our word for it, but we have spent some time getting our mind around it, and it's certainly worth at least that. So make sure you get a copy of the report. They've put this together for you. If you go to beyourbank.com, pretty easy uh, URL to remember, beyourbank.com. You can uh, learn all about it and order a, a copy of the report. And then what's great is that uh, Patrick and his team are on hand to answer questions because that's what happens. People read the report, and they go, well, this sounds really interesting. I want to know more. Exactly. And, you know, we, we do focus primarily on education. We do lots of different webinars. We do other things as well to help kind of keep people up to speed. We have a newsletter and so forth. So, yeah, definitely get onto the website. That article, you know, we, we wrote it with Kim Butler and has a lot of good information on there. And we have a lot more as well, but that just at least gives you, gets you in the door and exposes you to, hey, there's another way. All right, if you did not hear the interview with Kim that we uh, did in the Real Estate Guys uh, show a few months back, that is available to our backstage members. You can find out more at uh, realestateguysradio.com. Patrick, thanks so much for taking the effort to be here today and for educating us and our listeners on this very exciting topic. Oh, it's been incredible to be with you guys. Thank you very much. All right, uh, there you go. So, uh, you know, insurance is a tool. It's one of many tools, and it is a life or debt decision. <laughs> yes, it is. It really is. And, it, you know, I just, I'm, I'm just tripping out. My brain is still racing with all the different things you could do with this because again I was always a guy that grew up listening to that consumer uh, wisdom and it's fine Dave Ramsey Susie Orman those guys are great for who they're talking to but they're not talking to investors no they're talking to mom and pop people that are going to work at a job and throw their money over to Wall Street and how do you navigate that I think their advice is fine for that but if you want to be a real investor a real business person then your philosophies and strategies are going to be a lot different and I like this oh it's like you know Robert Kiyosaki says if you don't have any other plan or investment then mutual funds are are fine. But if you have an ounce of interest and a bit of brain power, there's much better ways to get returns. 
And so that's a big reason I think people haven't heard of this is that it's not common. And also, we talked earlier about agenda, right? Patrick's got a great company. They want to sell you insurance, but they don't do it through the traditional means. Instead, they've come up with a win-win that is going to create a system that works brilliantly for you. Everyone who's out there selling a product or pitching something has some returns, some in, some agenda in it. And because the big companies don't have this agenda, that's why people aren't hearing about it. Well, yeah. I mean, really, you say, how come when I go to my uh, IRA company, they don't tell me I can invest in real estate? They don't sell real estate. That's exactly How come right. when I read Money Magazine, it says mutual funds are good? Because that's who advertises. I mean, you just have to, to think about that. Obviously, we're real estate guys. We like real estate. We think we can make a compelling argument, but we're not trying to sell you any real estate. We're just trying to help you be more successful. And we try to bring you resources and people and ideas and strategies that are going to help you be successful. But at the end of the day, if you're a real investor, you have to take ownership over the results you produce. You have to figure out how what the tools are and how to operate them. You've got to decide what people you need in your power Rolodex, your team. And then you have to learn how to communicate with them. You have to learn how to speak their language. You have to understand how to know enough to know when you need to call them and get the technical questions and get into the nitty gritty, the nitpicky stuff that Patrick was talking about. Boy, absolutely. We just flew past a really important concept. It's really okay always to ask the service provider, the person selling you something, what's in it for you? How does this work? How do you get paid? What's your agenda? If you don't ask that question, then you really don't care, do you? It's better for you to know, and it's better for them. And and proof of that is in you know Steve Martin's movie, The Jerk. Right. Remember when he was doing the guess your weight thing? Yeah. Right. And he felt bad because he was giving away the prizes until they explained that it was a profit deal. And all of a sudden, ah, right. So now he understood you're the best consumer, if I can use that word, if you understand where it all fits in. I'm great. I have gotten great education from salespeople. Brokers in marketplaces have given me a ton of education on real estate. But it's also very clear what their agenda is. The great brokers are going to say, listen, I've got my own database of properties. I've got pocket listings. I've got this market down. I'm going to share with you everything I can possibly know in the hopes that I add so much value that when it comes time to buy something, you're going to buy it through me. You're not going to go into town, get a great broker. They're going to give you maps, spend days with you, show you properties, take you around, and then you're going to buy from some other person. That wouldn't even make sense. And so it's great that salespeople can educate you. You just have to understand where that line is. And so many people today, I don't. I think they want it easy. They want it as easy as clicking their mouse and buying 10 shares of a, of a stock. They don't want to have to think. But this is not for you. If you've made it this far into this show, you're not the typical person that wants to sit back and let somebody else do it for you. It's frightening how much the concept that profit is evil has worked its way into our societal thinking. And that's exactly wrong in a capitalistic society which we are, then the reward for coming up with a great product, a great solution for somebody's problem and going into the marketplace is profit. And when someone comes to you and adds value, you should happily pay them so they can continue to thrive and innovate and create new products and services to help you even further. How many people are sad that there's televisions and cars and you know wonder drugs and electricity and all the things that capitalism and entrepreneurism created just the Amish everybody <laughs> else is, is good with it no you know what's really interesting is I uh, just got back from a trip to Belize and I spent some time up in one of the Mennonite villages mm. what an amazing place but you know the traditional 
morals have been morphed a little bit, right? I mean, they adapt as time goes on. They and have yet, cell phones. They have cell phones, some of them. Uh, they have systems. But what they what you really see is you do see a system that has worked itself well. And that's, I think, back to Patrick's point about having a system. Left without a system, we're going to make whatever random choices we are. We always think as real estate investors, the number one thing before you even pick a type of real estate is understand your personal investment philosophy. What do I want real estate to do for me? Otherwise, if I don't know that, any good salesperson is going to talk me into something. Then secondly, I'm going to pick a market, and the market is more important than the property. But where do most people get pitched on real estate deals? A, a property. Here's the property. Okay, well, I understand the market first, then the property. But before I pull the trigger on a property, I better have my team around me. I better understand what the property manager has to say about it. I better have my accountant in place, my local tax help, as well as uh, my local legal help, because every state is different. Their laws are different. I need to understand all that. And so as a real estate investor, you're assembling tools in a team. And I think what we've talked about today is just obviously one of the huge tools and a new way to use that tool and then having the right team around it. I mean, you might go, well, yeah, I can go buy insurance anywhere. Well, there's a difference between buying insurance and using it as a tool that can further who you are as a real estate investor. Excellent summary. In fact, I'm still just kind of mesmerized by this. I'm thinking, by the way, about a um, life policy that I had that I took out some of some cash and, uh, and was in a tight, tight cash flow. One of the beauties for me was I didn't have to make payments immediately. The, those simply came out of that pool, but I didn't lose the ultimate value of it. Well, that's, and, the, that's so the, the thing about that. The, yeah. the, the product is designed in, in, in such a way. And, you know, you have to look at the the history of, of anything. Today, when we're looking at anything we're investing in, it's what's the track record and what's the stability factor. And the things we used to think about, people didn't question the stability of banks even though banks have failed in the past, boy, the last couple of years go on, you're starting to wonder. Yeah. I, Every we, Friday we're checking, right? It's <laughs> I, We are in very uh, uncertain times, and there is a lot of opportunity if you can carve out more certainty for yourself than the average person. And looking for time-trusted strategies, companies, products, services that have weathered the storm. I mean, you know, it's one of the reasons we're, we like Dallas, Texas right now. It's proven itself as a market that stayed strong during the downturn. There were a lot of markets where equity disappeared, where prices dropped. Dallas was a stronger market. And it's that type of thinking. Is You know, you look at these life insurance companies that Patrick's been talking about, and you say, wow, these are companies that have weathered a lot of storms. I mean, many of these companies have been around for 100, 150 years. I've been around a long time. Their model, how they're structured, their risk management strategies are all time tested. That's what you're looking for to create stability in uncertain times. All right. Well, big thanks to uh, Patrick Donahoe, Paradigm Life. Uh, find out more and get the report at beyourbank.com. Be sure to join us for our upcoming Investor Summit at Sea. We leave in April of 2011. We're going to visit some beautiful parts of the world and you're going to learn a ton. You can find out more on our website at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks to Mark, our engineer, our wonderful sponsors for making these show possible, my esteemed colleagues. And most of all, thanks to you, our listener. For without you, we'd have no reason to do what we do. We'll see you next week and we'll make some equity happen. If you're like me and thousands of others, you know that the Real Estate Guys radio show is a great source for quality content about investing in real estate. But did you know that they also have a book? I just finished reading their book, Equity Happens, and I was blown away by how much I learned. If you're ready to create sustainable wealth through real estate, you need to get Equity Happens. You'll learn, just as I did, about what it takes to prosper in the real estate industry. So don't wait. 
Make equity happen to you. Order your copy today at equityhappens.com.